want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin-wagging. Welcome to Bootlegging, a Boardwalk Empire podcast. This is going to be a special little bonus episode we got going. Uh, this is your host, Colton. And this is Chris. And we have a special guest host on today, the Beast from the East. <laughs> we got Victor is Victor Miguel from the Digging Dexter podcast. Victor? What's up, guys? What's up, Colton? What's up, Como? How's it going? I am... Drinking, that's what's up. <laughs> so that's you, what we're going to You're be fitting doing right in at the, boardwalk, <laughs> at the Boardwalk Empire podcast. So, so what we're going to be doing today is um, we've talked about it with this epi- uh, throughout the podcast so far. I have experience in home brewing. Um, Chris, you have uh, some experience in home brewing. Yeah, more more on the research end than the uh, actually making it happen end. I'm I'm working on getting <laughs> getting more of the experience in, but um, I've definitely been researching for a long time now and uh, trying to get my you know. Uh, doing my homework before I actually jump in feet first. I've done right. a couple of brews um, already, but uh, nothing that you know i created myself it's always been like a recipe that somebody else you know had provided me or uh, you know i buy a kit that has all the ingredients already and you just throw it in whenever they right. tell you to so i really want to get to the point where i'm creating my own flavors and beer and that kind of thing so i've Very been cool. i've been just trying to get a backlog for all of that okay and then victor any experience at all in home brewing you know i my my experience in terms of this let, let me uh sorry how how many years into this are we like when did this if i could say this homebrew uh boom happen like how many years would you say oh man i mean, I mean we were still fairly new right to answer your question in short none right. <laughs> <laughs> i mean homebrewing has been around like in modern Home right, brewing. right. It's, it's been, been around while, since I, I'd think. say the like late nineties, early two thousands. Okay, 2000s. yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Homebrewing itself, I mean, it really does tie to prohibition when you had like bathtub gin, right? You know, things like that. But it wasn't what it what it is today. Like modern homebrewing, where people understand the actual science behind it, where we're not just like, hey, I'm going to take some water, take some sugar, throw some yeast in it, hope I don't die, but I get drunk. <laughs> right. We've <laughs> surpassed that, right? Yeah. Um I would s- I would say it's probably the like late 90s. Yeah. I mean I've I know it's been going on before then but then the boom really happened I'd say in the 2000s. Yeah, countrywide anyway. I mean, you know, we talk about late 90s and the first thing that pops into my head is, you know, West Coast, uh Northwest Coast, Washington, Seattle, that kind of place. They yeah. they've had a craft brew scene for many 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 years now. But you know that's kind of spread out a lot, and that's the boom. I guess uh, it spread out. Well, that like was I said in in the late nineties, and that was more the yeah. The, what you're talking about the craft brew, like we right. talked about, like it was called micro brew at yeah. one point. Yeah, um, it's that's that's gotten more and more popular now. 
before, and I don't know if you've seen this, Budweiser, you know, they have the pre-Prohibition beer that's out. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. So before Prohibition, there was something like, I believe it was like a roughly like 3,600 breweries in the uh, United States. Okay, so. Current day, no. No, no, then. Oh, like, okay, okay, then, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you have to remember, okay, so. One of the things a lot of people don't realize is, like, back, like, in the, like, late 1800s and early 1900s, right before Prohibition, you would have, like, in Colorado, like, a bar in Colorado, they may make their own beer. They don't buy beer from anywhere else. Right. Right. And so, and they would keep it in their cellars and stuff like that. So you had brew, almost every town had its own brewery, okay? And yeah. um, then Prohibition comes along, and the very few, like, Anheuser-Busch, um, uh, Coors, and a couple of the other breweries, they stayed around because they started doing, like, bottled water. And I think, if I remember right, Anheuser-Busch, they did bottled water. And then at one point, they also got into, like, um, guns or something like that, where they were, really? like... I remember hearing that. They, did, they were into something not nothing not related to beer or, or, or however you want to call it what it was. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what it was they were doing, but they were making something else to kind of stay afloat. And you, then, you, you know what? I just realized what it is. Uh, it's Bush Gardens in Tampa. That actually, yeah, like, that's actually that's the Bush family, and that I, I believe there's something like you could walk a. Oh, see, this is this is not now. Now this is where it's taking me. Uh, that they would sell. I believe Bush Gardens was one of the first parks. To ever sell, we're, now we're talking much more modern. We're talking like 1970s. Uh, sell beer, and you, they sell their own cigarettes in the park. Maybe it was cigarettes too that they were a part <laughs> nice. of. Nice. Okay, maybe um, even that. It was something. I was like gun cigarettes, something that kills people. I couldn't yeah. remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. And, and, and you know what I, I was going to ask you too is the reason why I said when did this really boom start created is because at that same time you said like you know late 90s where it got a lot more. Efficient for home brewing, I could say yes. that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of also when, like, the different, and this is, I'm asking you to correct me if I'm wrong. That's when the kind of the, the explosion of all these different beers started, where I guess that, that's, that's also coincides with the craft and microbrew, right? Right. Like, right. Is that right. when it also started? Yeah. Yeah. Because it got more, it got more convenient to do it yourself. So a lot of people took more risks, um, in flavors and combinations of ingredients, that kind of thing, which, you know, when you're a large company, you don't take risks with your product. Yeah. yeah. You're, no. you're just trying to mass produce what's going to sell. And that's it. So when when it got easier for people, when when the science got easier for people to just do it in their house, that's when people started taking risks because you know you're, well, and it's you're it's also house, people not... got a, a taste for something different. Like right, you take right. a Coors Light, um, Bud Light, Miller Light, wh whatever whatever your your taste is on a beer like that, and then you had people that were like they had the very few local breweries that like goose island right goose island yeah. was one that stayed around and people were like hey they have this thing called an ipa it's it's kind of good and <laughs> certain people in the beer community they were like oh i like that hoppy taste even though you had big beer out there going hey you don't want bitter beer like yeah, you know the bitter right. beer face and all of that right that, that, so, that's like a campaign against it essentially right it is no that's <laughs> right. what it is How funny. and so they were like no you don't want that but then people were like no i do like that like this is something i really like and so because of that, now this is, like, to me, this is one of the best times in beer, like, 
the beer oh life gosh. to be alive. Yeah. Because you can go to Total Wines. I'm um, here in Houston. We have Specs. Um, it's a, a liquor store here. It's kind of like Total Wine. Um, they have a bunch of different craft sections of of, right. of out, like straight up hard alcohol and of beers and stuff like that. And I can walk around and I can find craft beer from you know all over the Texas area to New Mexico, Oklahoma, Louisiana. I can find some like all the way to Florida, like some, and then even like California, Seattle, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you can find craft beer from. Um, and I say craft. Right? What, what is? I mean, can we agree on the terminology for craft beer? That's a brewery that's not owned by Anheuser. What Anheuser Busch? <laughs> we'll go and say it. Anheuser Busch. Yeah. Okay, so Boardwalk Empire has their main villains. We're going to go and say the main villain for us is Anheuser Busch. <laughs> Anheuser okay, Bush. that's who it is. If Anheuser Busch looks like anything, he's going to have slick back I'm not going to drink hair. their beer <laughs> because I'm going to drink it, but <laughs> but I'm not going to like it. But I'm. Not... <laughs> But I'm going to enjoy it very little. I'm going to try my best not to enjoy it. <laughs> I've I've gone as far and become so invested in the, uh, you know, you I know, Colton, you like, and you're a lot more interested in the home brewing aspect. I just become such a craft beer snob that it's like today yeah. when we started, we started, you know, we we started recording. And it's, it's literally, I think, like the first thing I said, like, wow, so we are drinking trash beer tonight. Yeah. It's because I saw <laughs> yeah. a Coors Light can. And I'm yeah. someone, I'm someone who grew up in high school. I loved Coors Light. Like I thought Coors Light was God's gift to man. Yeah, that's so good. That's why, somewhere, that's why it was my Somewhere choice. along the line, I was like, wow, Coors Light is awful. And I am just that my, my I mean, my beer, my, my refrigerator right now is all filled with, you know, all these different craft beers. I just cannot drink yeah. anything created by like, like the, the villain here, you know? Right. Exactly. Right, right. No, it's true. Yeah. The big three. Well, and that's one of the things like we, we talked about. I mean, um, so right now the time that we're living in it's it's so great for that because i can literally go into one of these places specs or total wine and spend hours just looking at all yeah. of these beers and trying to figure out like what do i want to try now like what kind of flavors do i want right now what right. kind of style do i want it's it's great i love it <laughs> well, i i, I have a rule i have a rule right now because I go to Total Wine, and I mean, I'm talking. I if I even like, we went to Yard House. I don't know if you guys have a Yard House over there in Houston, yeah. um, and even they have their own beers, and and yeah. they have right. so many craft beers. My rule now is, I never try the same beer twice unless I'm drinking. Right. Like I'm going to be having a few beers, you know. But if I go out anywhere, I make it a point to try. And think about how crazy it is. I could be trying that many different beers. Yeah, like I, I never. It's like I never have the same beer twice, you know. Well, and I don't know if you have this in Florida. I know it's a chain. There's a restaurant called uh, Flying Saucer. No. Uh, okay, so Flying Saucer is a bar, tap room, whatever you want to call it. Beer. They, the name they give it is Beer Emporium. Yeah. And they have a, a membership club that, in the membership club, you try a different beer, and once you hit 200 beers, you get a plate on the wall. And oh, cool. I got my plate yeah. the day before my wedding. <laughs> that's a, that's like, a whole that was like other my story. Big thing. I got it the day before my wedding. It was the coolest thing in my life. I was like, this is great. I mean, coolest day of my life up until I got married. So, 
<laughs> but it took me so long to get that because 200 beers, when you really think about it, it's a lot. My God. Yeah, you know? yeah we've, been, we've been to Flying Saucer way too many times. Way uh, too many times. To get that plane. And there's been a, and trust me, there's been plenty of beers that I've gotten there where I'm drinking. I'm like, God, why am I drinking? This? Yeah. Like, but it's something different. You know, you have sour beers. I was going to say um, all the saisons and sours. Fruit like, beers. Oh, you've God. got uh, IPAs, pale ales. You name those. it, you have it, right? Right. So. <clears throat> You can't. There's not 200 IPAs that they're going to keep on tap, which is my personal favorite is IPAs. Right. And so they're not going to keep 200 of those on tap. So I can't just drink 200 IPAs. I have to expand my my horizon on it. Um. So, like, one of the things we're going to talk about, I guess, is well, first we'll talk about just kind of the home brewing process and kind of what goes into it. Uh, me, I've got roughly. I want to say. It, I want to be a snob and say I have nine years of homebrewing, but I don't. <laughs> I, I started homebrewing nine years ago, and then I got – I moved to Houston, and the place I live in now, I don't have the uh, available space to yeah. do what I consider proper homebrewing. So I've had to stop, but I basically did it for roughly four years. And wow. in that four years, I made um, – I Pretty think I made around 10, yeah. 10 to 15 beers and uh, three or four wines and a barley wine. I was going to say, I remember the barley wine. Yeah, um, a, a couple ciders, if I remember. And then I did one extreme beer. And that was just <laughs> me being dumb. I was like, let me try to make the most alcoholic beer I possibly can. <laughs> And I think it was like fourteen percent alcohol, and it tasted. It was just, like basically rubbing alcohol. Yeah, it was and... disgusting. It was like rubbing <laughs> alcohol mixed with, with sugar some, water. Yeah, with it was so bad. I don't want to interrupt you, but and I don't know if this is going to be part of it, and if not, maybe just give me a, a crash course of the actual process. Like, is this something like I could do at home? Well, that's like, what I, I was gonna. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna get into. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. To do home brewing, it's very simple, really. Um, you have, I would say, what, uh, Chris? There's what three levels? There, you have extract brewing, yeah, um, partial mash partial brewing, mash, and, ma and, and full mash. mash. Yeah. Okay, so for you, okay, you live in an apartment or a house or a small house. I don't know. Condo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A condo. condo. That's what I live. I live in a condo. Right. Yeah. And so to live, okay, in a place like that, you can easily do a. Extract brew or a partial mash. Extract is easy pretty much anywhere. Extract you That's, can do anywhere. Yeah. Um, an extract brewing, and what that is, is you buy a um, – it's almost like a molasses kind of like substance, okay? It's like a syrup. And what that is is it is – they've taken a full mash, which mashes grains boiled inside water to right. extract yeah. all of the sugars, the flavors, and things like that. They then boil that water down so much it creates a syrup. Okay, so hmm. it's a really thick, thick syrup. And with extract brewing, you buy these like uh, they're like the containers you get when you buy Chinese food, like you get it delivered. It's yeah. those exact <laughs> containers, right? It's these plastic containers, but they're full of extract and you warm them up from a microwave or like warm water or something like that. And you dump that into a big uh, stock pot of boiling water. So you'll put like, I don't know, like five um, uh, jars, plastic little jars or whatever of extract brewing into this water. And then from there, you will actually use real hops 
And so you'll have like a little baggie, like a tea. It's almost like a tea-like baggie. Right. And you'll dip, you'll uh, dunk that into the mash, and you'll boil that with your mash. And that's essentially what it is, but it's a mash made with um, syrup. Uh-huh. And you boil that for like 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And then from there, you would dunk it. You would dump it into a um, like a plastic, uh, what like an eight gallon bucket, I think is what they right. are. Um, you'll dump that into a bucket, and you ferment. put your yeast onto That's it. That's your fermenter, yeah. Yeah, your fermenter is what it is, and your fermenting bucket, and you'll put some yeast onto it, and then you'll let it sit for two weeks, and mm-hmm. you have beer. I yeah. mean that's really what it yeah beer. Wow, now, yeah, I was just about to ask how long is the process, and then you at the ve- the last second you threw in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like it's like literally yeah, for extra you can, brewing. It's you like can two absolutely weeks. make a wow. batch in about now, two weeks. Now it's not carbonated, so it'll come out. It will. It won't be carbonated, so it'll be like flat beer. Right, and from yeah. there you'll put it into uh, bottles that you have a little bit of sugar in, like a little bit, a little bit okay. of sugar in the bottles. And then you'll and cap the bottles, and the yeast. The, yeah, exactly. The, the the sugar will reactivate the yeast, right? So it'll uh, and they'll cause the carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide and it'll right. um, make it a natural carbonation. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever heard of naturally uh, bottle conditioned, right. bottle conditioned is what they mean. That's by like the most basic yeah. natural way of getting the carbonation. In and you'll your see beer. that junk on the bottom, right? 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 Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question yeah. then. Where does uh-huh. the the hops part come in and? How can some be stronger than others? In terms, I'm talking. I guess I, I guess, and maybe this is a different process of IPA. Uh, I just, I remember I went to the Sam Adams Brewery in Boston, right? And we literally like ran our hands. And this is me. This is how unknowledgeable I am through the hops for. Yeah. Right. You know. Uh, and then how come, like, you know, you have your IPAs that are, you know, they taste lighter, but IPAs have a distinctive taste as opposed to let's like, like let's say a double IPA. The main part of getting the hop flavor into a beer happens during the boil, which um, once you have your extract and you're boiling your beer, um, generally, and we can take uh, the dogfish head we're about to drink, for example. It's called a 60-minute IPA because the boil lasts 60 minutes. Right. And during that 60-minute boil, you add all of your hops at different times. Gotcha. And and that's where you get different flavors, different aromas, that kind of thing. Um, the earlier on during the boil that you add your hops, the more bitter it'll be gotcha. in the end. Gotcha. So it won't be ara- it won't be an aromatic right. smell. It'll mm-hmm. just be a bitter. It'll taste. just be bitter flavor. So the later on in the boil that you add your hops, you get more flavor, more smell of the hops, that kind of thing. So it's. There's a lot that goes into it um, to get the flavors and the smells that you get with different IPAs. Um, That's not even including um, your the the hop varieties. I mean, there right, right. There's just, I don't even. I'm, I'm not even going to guess how many hop varieties are out there. There's <laughs> all over the world. Yeah, they're all all over the world. I mean, hop types, the, the hops. Yeah. Like in all honesty, the hops that like Coors will use and uh, uh, Anheuser Busch and all of that. And uh, granted, they're light, lightly hop, but they really there is hops in them. Right, right. They're, those hops you can't get them. Like they those things oh, are yeah, so copyrighted. Yeah. And so, like people have tried to get those hops, nobody can get them. The same thing, you can't get their yeast. I was going to say so the many same with the yeast. yeast out there, yep. and you cannot get those yeast strains. And all of these different ingredients, and even even just the base water, the way the water tastes before you even start the beer process, 
changes the flavor of the beer dramatically. Yes. In fact, I remember when uh, you and Chris, our friend Chris that we went to college with, um, when you guys were brewing beer up in Huntsville, um, the water that you guys were using, you changed it at some point uh, while you guys <laughs> we were brewing beer. We switched from tap water to distilled yeah, water. Yeah, and there was such a huge difference. <laughs> Wow. Huge difference in the flavor of the beers because that you the guys started producing. And like yeah, that. exactly. So, every single one of the ingredients, because there's only really four base ingredients for every beer, and that's water, um, your malt, your hops, and sugar. Yep. Uh, or, I'm sorry, um, well, not yeast. sugar, the yeast. And so, those four ingredients, uh, any slight deviation in either one of those ingredients makes a giant difference in the end flavor and smell of the beer. Because. Um, Water itself, like you going to water, like to backtrack on that, like Anheuser-Busch, so a lot of people don't know this, like Anheuser-Busch, right, when they used to, they don't do this anymore. What they used to do is their quality control, I will give them this, their quality control is oh, so yeah, sophisticated yeah. that they used to, um, you would see like tankers on the road and it would say Anheuser-Busch and you would think, oh, it's beer and things like that. It was water. Right. They were shipping wow. water to their different breweries because their water had to be exact. Yeah. And the technology's advanced so much further even now that – so there's an Anheuser-Busch brewery here in Houston, right? There's an Anheuser-Busch brewery in California. There's one in Seattle. Uh, there's one in – I can't remember where the other one is. Um, they will actually take distilled water, and what they do now – is every single plant has distilled water, which distilled water, you know, is just 100%. It's uh, void of everything, right? It's just pure water. It's H2O. (laughs) That's all it is. They now have packets of minerals that they put into the water to give it the exact mineral content at each place. Yeah, it's insane. There's so much science that goes into the big marketing and the big beer and stuff like that. That's kind of your basic. So you can do it. I mean, this is like the long answer, but you can do it at your – your condo, right? Right. Um, now, where it gets a little weird is your temperature. So one of the things oh, I yeah. noticed in brewing is when you ferment, which is where the 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 mash is now got the hops or the yeast in it, so it's fermenting, right? It's percolating or whatever you want to call it. And if it's fermenting at a warmer temperature, and when I say warmer, I honestly mean anything above like 45 degrees – it gets a weird taste sometimes. Right. Um, you'll start to notice like a soapy taste. Um, huh. If you've ever had a beer from like a local place and you're like, this kind of tastes almost like a detergent or um, a soapy. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You'll think it's like, okay, this kind of has an unusual texture taste to it. It's that it was fermented at a warm temperature. And I've had beers like that where I can right. tell them, I could be like, yeah, you fermented it at a too high. I have a temperature. And so one of the best things you can do is either, A, keep your your place at, like, a really cool, like, 60-something degrees if you have the power to be able to do that. Or what I had at my house is you get a deep freeze, and with the yeah. deep freeze, you actually have a thermostat that you have plugged into the wall, and that, that it's like a box, right? You have it plugged into the wall, into the power outlet, and you have your deep freeze plugged into that box. And then that box has a wire thermometer Okay, and you run that into your deep freeze and you put it into like a a glass of water and you will set that thermometer box to like 38 degrees. Yeah. Okay, 38 degrees, 39 degrees, 40 degrees, something like Mm -hmm. that. 
And what that box does is when the temperature gets to like 41 degrees, it shuts off all power or it'll turn on power um, to the deep freeze and it'll turn it on. Once it gets to like 37 degrees, it shuts off power and it allows the deep freeze to warm up. So it'll keep it at a constant. And you can set them like fairly accurately. Like the deep freeze I had, it would always be within two degrees of accuracy no matter what. Right. Um, and so that's what you that's really pretty, need yeah. to do to get like, especially when you're making like um, uh, loggers. Loggers. Loggers, you have to honestly have to ferment it, those yeah. at what? What is a it? A lower like temperature. Yeah, it's like 38, 39. That's a high like that. end. I think most loggers, like when you oh, do the lower? final fermentation, like it's like what? 34? Yeah. It's like right above freezing. Like if you go anything above that, it gets a cloudy texture to it. That's yeah, crazy. that's right. And that's, and that's the thing is that, I mean, uh, Brewing beer can be so simple. I mean, you can yeah. you can literally just throw these ingredients into a jar, leave <laughs> it for a while, and it will make beer. But they've it, it's come so far to where you can make it an exact science. I mean, they get chemical engineers as their brewmasters oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, you, know, you have course, to have right? a, you have to have master's degrees in, in chemical engineering. Just anymore. go working for a brewery, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I mean, it's there's a wide range, um, but it's it's really great to be in this time where we can you know kind of scale this process down and and do it ourselves and, and which and is make, what's fun, right? Exactly. You know, you're making something that you want to make on your own. Like I, you can make like one of the things I made one time was uh, I here in, in Houston we have peach season, and okay. I was like, okay, well I want to make a peach IPA, and so I bought these fresh peaches on the side of the road, cut them up and put them into an IPA, and then I also added some local honey, and made this kind of sweet peachy hoppy beer you know it wasn't the best and all honestly it really wasn't all that great (laughs) but it was it was like hey i tried something you know i couldn't have this in the store you're not gonna find a a local houston peach ipa with some honey in it right (laughs) you know but it was something that i was like let me try this you know just to like try something a little bit different so it was cool you know that's what i like about it yeah you see local um i know i think they got started and then it got shut down but then now I hear they're starting it in California, hemp infused. Yeah, I, it might be IPAs, but I, for lack of a better term, I'll just say beer. Because my my, what happened? Okay, well, uh, I'll it's talk funny about you it. I'll this. incriminate myself. I will. Well, incriminate- I, I, my question was was going to bleed with it is like, what do you think is like? What do you think the conversation in like twenty twenty eight was going to be? Because like. This just seems like this is going to be the start of like something kind of crazy. Um, and I believe it was um, God. I think I'm going to butcher the pronouncing. Uh, Lagunitas. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were the ones that that are having. I, to my knowledge, the first of IPAs. But uh, go ahead and incriminate yourself. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, back back in the day, back, back in the college in the day, days. I will put it back in the day. It was a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people don't realize. Um, Hops and marijuana are their cousins. They're very, yeah, they're, they're very, very similar. Very, very similar. Yeah. Okay. They have the bulb structure to the flower, um, the bud, whatever you want to call it, and the right. range of different smells the, and the flavors range of the smells and, and things like yeah. that. Right. So you know, definitely the smells. Yeah. Right. So hops. If you ever take fresh hops and you smell it, it's it it 
you can sit there and think, hey, this smells like marijuana. This is weed. And then yeah. especially if you take a hop and you burn it, it smells like a, it's not as potent as marijuana, but it's very similar. Right. And so one of the things I did one time yeah. <laughs> was <laughs> I knew somebody that was growing marijuana. Uh-huh. And oh, shit. They were like, I managed to let them get me all of the stems from their their harvest, and I broke them down and I infused it into an IPA to try it. Yeah, wow. And it did absolutely nothing, and it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it tasted like ass. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so. I ended up dumping out over half. Yeah, of it. it was. I was oh like, my god. I was like, okay, this is a failed experiment. <laughs> Actually, what, I mean, how cool is that you got to try that? Like, but that's you know. the thing. Right. Is that, like, yeah, you got to test that out. But I even remember, like, at least one of those bottles, I was like, this isn't as bad as the other ones. Like, you, <laughs> you got at least one bottle of that stuff that was like, okay. It was okay. It wasn't the worst I ever made, but I was like, it was something different. It was, I was trying something. In, right. I mean, yeah, in all honesty, I felt no, we, I felt no effects like of marijuana from it or anything like that. Right. I really didn't. It was just like, okay, this is like a beer. It kind of tastes like I'm that chewing on some like old weed. Like some weed in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, it was something different. And like, that's something you can do with home brewing. Right. Now in 20 years. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think it, in all, in all honesty, I don't I mean, think it's 20 years. It's in the news already. That, yeah. yeah there's, they're doing I can it. guarantee I mean, you it's... within the next three to four years in some place like Colorado or Seattle, uh, like Washington, California, I can almost guarantee you if it's not already around, there will be a marijuana infused beer. There's at, oh, no, th that's what I was saying. I, I believe it's coming out next month. I know we're recording this uh, the end of June, but I'm right. like 99% positive because I'm, I'm heading to California at the end of July. And we were like, wow, we're definitely going to try it. Nice. Um, oh, very like, I know, cool. I, like I know there's like three beers that it's coming out. Um, you know, forgive me for, for whatever. Forget it. But yeah, no, it's like it's on its way within the month for sure. Oh, yeah. Sweet. And then. Like I said, if if I think and I'm hoping in all honesty that like obviously marijuana is a decriminalized drug. I don't we've talked about this in yeah, uh, bootlegging. Yeah, it's it's a prohibition on a substance that right. it should be a legalized uh, recreational use. And I think that if that is eventually overturned and I and it is like let, hypothetically, let's say tomorrow marijuana becomes legal. Right. Trump, Jeff Sessions, whoever you want to say, whoever it is, government comes in. They're like, hey, legal. We don't care anymore. Right. And the states all make it legal because, I mean, I don't know how that would work. But <laughs> if it all becomes legal, I bet you within the next uh, it, it would be easily within three to like, I was going to say weed years, beer is going to be the you would one you of would the be able to go to a corner things. store probably or no yeah. I mean, I'm probably not a corner store but you'd probably be able to get it at like a like a Specs Total Wine yeah because I yeah. mean most people probably I mean it's not going to be a cheap beer I mean right be real. yeah <laughs> but it's going to be one of the first things that happen I mean that's yeah I mean I already know that like two three years ago I've I had a a a weed beer about three years ago, I think already. Oh, so, and so. <laughs> yeah, that I had access to just by, from a friend. Uh, and it was totally not, I'm in crib, I'm in crib. It was, it, I had no effect, but no, I, yeah, it's been around already for a couple yeah, of years so it'll, it'll and now happen. it's hitting the mainstream. So yeah. it's, you know, that's going to be one of the first things that be happens. Cocaine porters. And yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not too far from that. <laughs> 
cocaine saisons and <laughs> yeah. cocaine saisons, <laughs> meth meth sessions. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> we'll you want to go up and uh, down in one swig? Come on in. We'll, we'll be going back to Coca Cola. I mean, ju- just Super had classic. It, oh, I'm sorry. Hey. No, you're right. Yeah, they're like Coca Cola for real. I mean, how does this beer sound? Heroin hops. Come on. Like, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just thinking about my mouth numb, just dripping it out. It's just like... <laughs> I keep drinking it. I don't taste it. I don't know what's happening. It's <laughs> oh all I can do, just like dribbling out. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so in home brewing, so like we said, we, we, that's how you could do it in your house. You have the extract brewing. Right. Then you have partial mash. Partial mash brewing is where you do extracts like fifty percent, and the other fifty percent is you actually have like a, a you add in your grains, adding your grains, and right. you stoop what you call stoop your grains, and then right. a whole, and then that one you can do in your house as well. Right, it's not that hard. I got up to partial mash. That was what I ended up doing. I never did a full, grain, full grain, mash. a whole grain mash. That's that's a lot of uh, you need. That's a lot, a lot of work. Of work. And I space mean, and, you're yeah. talking equipment is like fifteen hundred dollars right. to do. Wow. I mean, you're literally, but I will say this. You're basically going pro at that yeah, point. Yeah, you're, 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 you're at the level of a pro. You can make, there are homebrewers out there that they'll have contests. I kid you not. There's homebrewers out there. They'll have contests, and they'll be like, who can make the best, this sounds weird, who can make the best Coors Light? Right. Because yeah. the thing is, the thing is, a Coors Light, a Bud Light, a Miller Light, all three of those, those trifecta of what we call trash beers, yeah, the big three. those are the hardest beers to make. That's get, so funny. To get a beer that because clear. Because you can't get all the ingredients. The ingredients are right, on lockdown. Right. Like, it's so. almost impossible. Like, what they have done, I will give them this. What they have done is almost the impossible. You've gotten a certain amount of flavor in a a, a, a perfectly clear. A water beer. A water beer. <laughs> yeah. with, this, with this few of calories, but with this amount of alcohol. Right, it's almost right. impossible. But they've done it. And so, the, the, these Home brewers that have spent all this money on it, they'll actually have contests on this. It's like who can make a beer, who can make the best Coors, who can make the best Millers, right? They'll have these contests for that because it's honestly, if you're able to do that, you've basically mastered brewing. Right. Even though it's a garbage beer, like like yeah, people yeah, yeah. all over the world don't like it, but it's to get to that level is so hard that that's what they do. Right. It's like crazy I, to think before before you if you would have asked me that before we recorded, and if you're like, hey, what's the what's the easiest? If you would say like, what's the easiest beer to um, replicate? Recreate. I would have said Coors Light. Yeah. I would have said like the big three just because. And to, to find out that like it's the complete opposite is hilarious. Yeah, it's so hard to try to make those things. Like even things like Shiner. Like we've talked about Shiner before. Shiner is, you know, a Texas quote unquote a Texas, Texas small beer, beer. Co- it's a huge yeah. beer company. Yeah, right. I think they employ something like five hundred something people. I mean, they're a big corporation as well. Uh, but even their beer, like people are always trying to make their beer and their beer is actually a really hard beer to make. Um, like they actually will add caramel color. We talked yeah. about this before. They'll add caramel coloring into it to get it to a certain color because Shiner, when it's originally made, is almost the exact same color as like a Coors Light. Right. It's pretty light. It's and a so very they, light they beer. They add this coloring so they can quote unquote make it a bomb. Go with the flavor. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you also have, and then you can get into the, the other big things where like big companies out there. 
they'll buy, especially Anheuser Busch, they buy the smaller beer companies and things like yeah. that. You know, but that's a whole nother. To- I mean, that that could go on for hours talking about <laughs> right. that. Um, and then I guess the next step on that, but none of us have done it, is you go from home brewing to home distilling. <laughs> oh, yeah, <shit>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Which there's equipment there's equipment out there for, it, and they actually will make specific yeast oh, yeah. for it. Like there's this yeast. It's high gravity yeast. It's yeast that survives in a certain percentage of alcohol, and you basically make pure just sugar water, and you dump this yeast in it, and the yeast will actually consume the sugar and roughly make your mash make almost you- at like twenty yeah. percent alcohol. Yep. And then from there, you distill it, and you get a higher and higher alcohol because the more you distill it, the higher the alcohol right. content. Right. And I've personally never done home distilling, but I actually really want to. <laughs> And and no spoiler alert here, uh, but and I don't know what you know wherever you're at in Boardwalk Empire, but and obviously I guess this was a thing back back then. Like they show it prominently on the show. I don't know if they have so yet, but I know it does show up later on. So this is like an a um, uh, uh, how do I say something that's been perfected over time, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, because back then. I mean, they were distilling it. I mean, you saw it in, I think it was the first episode where they were at doing the additives and all of that. And I mean, that was going on. And then, but I mean, distilling at your house has been going on. I mean, it, it, even after Prohibition, you had the people in like Kentucky and stuff like that. Like one of the really famous guys was Popcorn Johnson. And he was a bootlegger. I mean, he would just, he had his own mash set up in the foothills of the, mountains and he was distilling uh (laughs) the what do they what do they call it white lightning you know Uh uh, they would use a special corn you would split corn or whatever it was i did not know his name was popcorn his name (laughs) government name his government name popcorn kid you not because that's kentucky (laughs) well damn it that's awesome (laughs) not to uh, make fun of our fans from kentucky but Uh. No, that was a real guy. He was around for a long time, and that was his thing. I mean, they would sell a gallon jug of um, hooch for, like, I think it was, like, five the bucks or something. Triple X on the label. Yeah. <laughs> you can, I mean, you could buy a, five, get a big old gallon for five bucks. I mean, oh, if you want to, yeah, die. Goodbye, liver. <laughs> if you want to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's no hilarious. No thanks. Um, well, I mean, Speaking That's it on the which, home brewing. I mean, do you have any other questions on? No, I, it, it's it's. I'll tell you what. I did learn. I know however minutes we are into it, but I learned more about beer within like the first ten minutes of this episode than I think I ever cared to know. And what I mean by that is, <laughs> I just never took the time to think about it. And I knew, it, it, like, this is how little my 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 brewing experience was. I learned about home brewing from Breaking Bad. So now you need to start up yours. You have the digging brewery. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now we just got to come up. I, I got I to hit something similar to heroin hops because that's a hit right there. That's a, that's a hit and I know it. Well, what's going on? What is it, Miami? What is the big one there? Oh, it's Spice because you all have the zombies walking around eating people's faces. So oh, the uh, Flocka. Flocka, there you go. Yeah. Oh, trying guys, to so think you of do... something. Trying to think of something. Flocka Kolsch. Flocky Colch. <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. All right, well, we'll do a quick break and we'll be right back. Look here what I am now to. Go. Talking about cold, cold beer. 